As Ramadan draws to a close, many residents in the UAE would traditionally be scouring travel websites for the best offers on Eid breaks. But like everything at the moment, this year is very different. Hotels in the country are only just beginning to open their doors to guests. And with social distancing measures still in place across the UAE and the rest of the world, would you even consider checking into a hotel at this time? So what staycation deals are available? Are there options to travel further afield? And in this era of saving, as residents try to protect their finances from the effects of COVID-19, do you really want to spend money on a few days away if you're not going to get the same experience as before? Instead, should we just be staying home and stashing our cash? I'm Alice Hayne, the personal finance editor of The National, and once again, I am recording this podcast from home. Joining me today is Ashley Stewart, the National's culture editor, who will guide us through the staycation deals on offer right now. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Thanks for having me. So you've been writing quite a few stories about staycations in, over the last few days. As we head towards this long Eid break, are you planning to check into a hotel yourself? You know what? I am. I'm, I'm planning on, on braving the hotel stay for the first time this weekend. Um, I feel like my mental health is quite in need of it. You say you feel like you need that break. How do you feel about approaching this experience? Is there a bit of trepidation going forward? There's a bit of trepidation, but I think in the UAE that most of the hotels seem to be taking things fairly seriously. So there are quite a lot of stringent hygiene measures and social distancing measures in place, so long as you go to the hotels that are that are known for implementing them. Like obviously there's a few out there who are just trying to get as many people in as possible. So I think it's just about being smart. So when did hotels actually start to reopen in the country? I think for most of them, they've been open for about a month, six weeks. Um, I think Fairmont Ajman and a couple of those ones were the first ones to reopen at the end of March. And since then, we've just seen slowly and slowly more, more hotels opening up. But as we go towards Eid, obviously this is the the time for the staycation deal, isn't it? It's when we always get a big flood of offers. So what kind of offers are we seeing at the moment? Because this is a very different scenario. Well, surprisingly, it it almost has seemed to go the opposite direction. If you were looking for a hotel room, say like three or four weeks ago, you'd be seeing crazy deals like uh, JVC, the Five and JVC was offering week-long stays at, in some of their rooms for as little as, I think it was about a 1,000 dirham, which is nothing, basically. If you wanted to just get out and have a bit of a, a holiday from your house, you could go and stay somewhere for a 1,000 dirhams for a week. It's ridiculous. Um, but as people are kind of returning to hotels, they've kind of started putting their prices back up a little bit. So you're not seeing those crazy, crazy, low, really low deals. Um, Fairmont Ajman who I was talking about before is one of the first to open up. They were offering 300 dirham a night stays, which is less than half price of what you'd find on a u- in usual times. Um, in Dubai, there, there are quite a few staycation deals coming out for Eid. Like Al Nassim are offering 750 dirham packages. 
um, including breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which is incredibly cheap. And then you'll find deals from Anantara of the Palm, Caesars Blue Water, JA the Resort. But I mean, you really have to be quite discerning when you're picking them just to ensure that they're offering um, you a safe state as well with social distancing and proper sanitization and things like that. So a thousand dirhams a day. I mean, that's an incredible deal. I mean, you're talking there. I mean, you could practically move in, and that could be where you live. But I mean, how are the deals that we're seeing now? How are they comparing to what you might have seen before the crisis? Are, are you getting more for your money now? I think the deals that we've been seeing in the last few weeks have been cheaper than you would have seen in previous years, simply because that option of traveling overseas for a Eid break or a staycation has been taken away from most people. So everyone is looking domestically, basically. So there is more competition and also people are scared to go out and people are scared to go back to hotels. So you're kind of fighting to bring people back all together as well. So the hotels need to lure us back in, essentially. They need to say, look, come and stay with me. I've got this great offer. I'm going to throw in dinner and breakfast and everything else that you want. So they're trying to get us back in. Yeah, for sure. I think there is a lot of agoraphobia and things with people right now. I mean, they've just spent months on end inside their own houses with only their own seeing their own houses every single day so why would they then go to a hotel when there's so many unknowns there so I think yeah they're just kind of throwing deals and things at you and if you're on social media you'll see all these staycation deals and um, especially 5JVC that everywhere there's all this advertising sponsored advertising everywhere I think they're just spending the money to try and get all these ads in front of people's faces So how full are these hotels? You know, if I go and check in this weekend, am I going to be surrounded by people? Are they limiting the number of guests? How does it work? I think it really depends. So there is, it's it's quite confusing as well because every Emirate has different guidelines. So Ajman hotels will be operating in a much different, in a much different way than say hotels in Abu Dhabi will. So there are different guidelines in terms of say, um, dining and beaches and pools. So the Northern Emirates, all their pools and um, beaches opened up a while ago and they had um, guidelines around dining options inside the hotels, but not necessarily a cap on the number of guests. So if you went to a restaurant, you could only, they'd they'd only be allowed to operate at 30% capacity, but the hotel is operating at, at normal capacity. So it's, it's kind of tricky to figure, to figure out how to deal with that. I think for a lot of them, and also the, the beaches and pools and things that the social distancing missions have been put in there. And also they've been put on a cap of capacity too. So they are operating at 30%. I mean, that's quite tricky. I mean, what type of experience do you actually get for your money? I mean, when I think about going to a hotel, I think about, you know, having a nice, someone else cook the food for me. I think about hanging out in the pool. I mean, do I have to be wearing a face mask? And how do you socially distance in a pool? I just can't get my head around that. It's a hard one. So I think most of most of the restaurants and things will be open. So you can still go there and get and get and dine in. Um 
I think the face mask thing hasn't quite been worked out properly. A lot of the complaints that you're seeing on social media and things about going to hotels now is that none of the guests are wearing face masks, just the staff are. So what's the point? Um, and it's certainly not, it's not a rule in a lot of the nor- Northern Emirates um, hotels anyway. Uh, so it's kind of hard to enforce. And then there's been other anecdotes search, uh, circulating on social media. Your question about social distancing in a pool, apparently someone had seen a lifeguard jump in the pool and trying to like enforce social distancing in there. But I guess it's hard to tell who is there as a group and who is there as a family and who is socialising with people and passing the germs around like people that they don't know. Um so it will be. I think it will be such a different experience now, especially because everything is so dictated for you, and you can't go to the spa because the spa's not open. You can't go to the gym. It's just kind of. It, it'll be a completely different experience. I mean, do you think it's worth it? I mean, if if you're paying for the hotel experience, but you're not really getting it, you're getting this sort of COVID nineteen version. Do you think it's worth it? I mean, you're doing it this weekend, Ashley. So do you think you're going to get the right kind of experience for your money? If you'd have asked me three weeks ago, I would have said absolutely not. But now as this kind of lock-in and um, inability to travel kind of drags on, I think people are just looking for something that breaks them out of that routine or normality. Or And now that the beaches and the pools have reopened in Dubai, I think it is worth it because your apartments and things like that don't have operational pools. So it's And the public beaches are still not open so it's kind of the only opportunity you can get to go for a swim um it is different and you kind of have to go into it knowing that it's going to be completely different but for now and as long as you're being responsible like I wouldn't be suggesting going in out with 20 of your friends and by uh, booking into a hotel to party but I think as long as you're being sensible it, it it and if you need it if your mental health needs it then I think it is still worth it so on that note, I mean, what about day offers? So perhaps you want to have that experience. You say, as you're saying, you, you want to go to the beach, you want to have that pool moment. So what about day offers? Is that the solution for some where you're not, you're having that experience without actually staying over? Yeah, I think that's quite interesting. There are a few hotels that have started opening that up um, to people that, I mean, there's kind of a loophole there that some hotels seem to be taking advantage of, which is, interesting so I think it's Jumeirah Al Nassim that offering 400 dirhams for um, beach access pool access lunch and access to a hotel room because obviously the hotel pools and beaches are only supposed to be available to hotel guests so they're getting around it by offering a, a day in a hotel room um, essentially and for 400 dirhams per person it's quite quite a steal and if you are really in need of sunshine and and just a bit of um, a bit of a swim or just just a break from normality it's an interesting way of going about it okay so that's an option but what about you know we have these membership schemes here that you can join which give you access to lots of different hotels and lots of different gyms I mean Privily is the, the one that always comes to mind here are, are options like that back up and running no so it, Privily is still um, not available and I don't know when it will be essentially because the thing about those ones is you've you've got gyms and those kind of experiences that are mixed in with day classes and things and gyms haven't been allowed to reopen and I don't know when they will 
and there are also just there there are a lot of other unknowns in there as well so I don't know when they're going to reopen and if when they do if it will be vastly like a vastly different offering so it's it's up to you to find that sort of day deal so to speak I mean you mentioned Jameer and Asim are there other options out there for those day options I haven't seen any yet but I would imagine that they will come I think uh, Jameer and Asim is the first and because the beaches and the pools have only just opened I think hotels are just going to have to get creative with what they what they're offering so they can get that business back so when it comes to eat, but a lot of people do jet away and you've already said, you know, that's not an option for many, you know, are we going to see anyone heading off to Sri Lanka or the Maldives or is that just an absolute no, no because of flight restrictions, quarantine issues, you know, what can people explore there? I think it's just a massive no, to be honest. Um, the border closures and the quarantine measures just mean that it's not, it's not going to be something that people are going to be able to do. I think a lot of countries are even looking at not opening their borders for much of the rest of the year. You know, um, Italy has come out and said that they're going to allow tourism in June and not have quarantine measures. So, I mean, if you're looking to to go a bit further afield, that might be the first country on your list. But I think as well, people are just going to be a bit nervous about traveling internationally especially being going through the the plane journey and and coming into contact with everything that's going on in a completely unknown country so I think that that international side of things is going to take a while to come back and I mean how do you feel about that personally I I love the idea of a holiday but the reality of actually getting on a plane and going somewhere I'll be honest with you it's not something that appeals at the moment I'm far happier to stay at home I'm actually of the opposite opinion. I am going crazy not being able to travel right now, to be completely honest. Um, I don't know if that's completely naive or not, um, but it's basically as soon as the borders reopen, um, I'm probably going to get straight back on a plane and go on holiday. I mean, this weekend I was supposed to be traveling off to South, uh, South Africa for a honeymoon. And the thought that we just can't go to these places is really sad. I mean, it's great because we're all saving money, but also we're living this kind of insular life. And yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get back on a plane. No, I understand that, but it is just, it's that kind of exposing yourself. And you've mentioned money there. And that really is the big question here, Ashley. Should people be considering spending cash at this time? You know, job security is such a big issue at the moment. None of us know how long this is going to go on for, how it's going to affect our roles, how it's going to affect our salaries. So should we be splurging on these lovely little staycations where we're not really having the full experience uh, or should we be, you know, preserving cash? That is the big question. Um, I think it really depends as well in if you're also out there flashing around your staycation and taking photos of being in a nice hotel, is it completely tone deaf when a bunch of your friends have lost their jobs and things like that? So I think you have to take everything into consideration. I think a lot of people, a lot of my friends and what we're doing as well is we're being quite sensible um, with not spending money, but also every once in a while, it would be quite nice to just go and like, splurge but within reason to just go to a hotel for a night or buy something a bit more expensive than what you're used to I mean I guess for a lot of us I don't know I'm just speaking for myself but 
I'm spending basically a lot less than I would if everything was open. You're not going to the cinema, you're not going out for nice meals, you're not, I'm not driving my car, all those kind of things, the savings. So I would think that a lot a lot of people are saving a bit more, but then also there's there's so many people that have been adversely affected as well. So you just exactly what you said, you just don't know. I mean, we could lose our jobs in a month. Who knows? And, and flashing your cash, I mean, that is a is a good point. It, it's about being sensitive to others because a, a lot of people are struggling at the moment and, you know, a staycation is completely off the table. It's more about just being able to pay the regular bills. Yeah, exactly. I think it, everyone is dealing with this situation so differently. I mean, some people have been so adversely affected and I know people where um, in the family, like both people have, lost their jobs, like both, both part of the couple, um, which leaves you in quite a tricky predicament because no one knows when place is going to be hiring again. So yeah, I think at the, at the moment it's just about like sitting tight and getting through, conserving cash, um, making sure you've got a bit of a nest egg for when, it, for if things do get worse, which everyone's saying it, it probably might. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I wouldn't say completely no to um, going out and enjoying yourself every once in a while. Like, I do think the mental health thing plays a big role uh, there as well. Are you heading off on a staycation break in the next couple of weeks? Or had your finances been affected by the pandemic? Send us your stories and questions to pf at the national.ae. And remember, that's pf for personal finance. Which kind of brings us on to a question from a listener, and this taps into a little bit of what you're saying there. So this is from HG in Dubai, and she writes, I found the movement restrictions very hard, and our little family of three is desperate to go and stay somewhere to break up the monotony. But one of us has lost our job, and we're worried about cash flow. What's the best weekend break deal for a family of three? Have you got any options for her, Ashley? There is a good, I mean, I guess it depends if you want to travel um, far afield or not. There's a few places in in Dubai that are doing good deals, like um, we've already mentioned, like Al Nassim, and as the Palm, which has just opened, is offering 550 dirhams um, a night, including breakfast. There's a there's a really good deal going at JA the Resort, which is 396 dirhams per night for UAE residents, which is incredibly cheap. So there are there are definitely options, but also if you're a family of three, you probably want to be avoiding the the ones that have kind of been known as the party hotels. And there are, there are certainly ones that are that are coming out of this not not great. I mean, we've we've kind of written about a few that are not really enforcing the social distancing rules and things like that. Um, so as long as you do a bit of homework, and we've got stories up on the national about. Um, Eid breaks that are really enforcing those social distancing um, rules and um, have got really good deals on. So as long as you're doing your research, I think it's definitely doable to get a really good deal. So, and, and as you say, she's talking about the monotony. So for that little family, it sounds like a young child as well. If you're cooped up in a, a small house for a very long time, as you say, this might be an opportunity. Yes, cash flow is down, but you you need that boost, that psychological boost that life is still going on and you can and you can see, you know, four different walls to your own four different walls, so to speak. Exactly. That's exact and that's exactly it. I mean, 
I'm that's exactly why I'm going to to find a hotel this weekend. I just don't I think everyone is kind of not everyone. I think people can underestimate the psychological impact of being stuck inside. It seems like such a first world problem saying, "Oh no, I'm I'm stuck in my house for months on end." Everyone but there are other people out there that have got it worse, but it is actually like it is a problem as well. And I think um just acknowledging that it is a problem and that you are suffering um psychologically is important too. So I think just a change of scene is a huge boost. I mean, we took a drive into the desert um, to sit on a sand dune last weekend and the actual mental health boost it gave was incredible. And what's going to be your strategy this weekend? How are you going to, are you going to face mask up when you're walking around the hotel? Are you going to be sanitizing your hands every five minutes? What's, what's your plan to kind of get through the weekend? It's a good question. I think it's just about being sensible um, I definitely think I'll be sticking with the face mask, even if it's not necessarily an enforced rule. It just makes me feel a little bit safer. But also just be being smart. I mean, we're not going to go around touching things left, right and centre. We'll be making sure that everything's sanitised well. We'll be making sure that we're social distancing. Um, but a lot of these hotels are enforcing it as well. So I think I'm feeling pretty pretty good about it. Um it's just about being sensible and being responsible yourself um, rather than worrying necessarily about everyone else. So going, you know, for those listening now, what's your top three tips for finding a good deal uh, for having a staycation over the e-break? So in terms of top three tips, I would probably say, make sure you do your research. If you found something that seems cheap, run it through TripAdvisor, run it through uh, social media, see what other people are saying about it if they've had good experiences or bad the second one would be to look into the hotel and find out exactly what their safety guidelines are um it's all very well and good them saying they're enforcing social distancing and they're offering um heightened sanitization and cleaning procedures but what exactly are they so do your research in that way as well and then um thirdly i would just say enjoy yourself and relax and kind of lean into the fact that you're outside uh, your own apartment or your own villa and just, I mean, it's not about pretending like life is back to normal, but at least trying to, to enjoy yourself and just chill out and just give yourself a break basically. Absolutely. Read a good book and just uh, let your mind wander. Thank you very much, Ashley. No worries. Thank you this week to Ashley Stewart. If you have a question you'd like to ask us, send it to pf at thenational.ae. And remember, that's PF for personal finance. Please do subscribe to the podcast in your podcasting app to get weekly updates and also leave a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison. I've been your host, Alice Hayne.